Good afternoon. This is the Wednesday after 4th of July. Hopefully everybody had a great 4th of July. Got, got a lot of uh, relaxation. Um, I want to talk um, today on this live uh, on my podcast about um, being an agent investor. Um, and, and I've been studying this topic um, my, my whole career because my whole career I've been an agent investor. But one thing that I've that I have seen is that um, the real estate agents that also invest in most cases become millionaires and the agents that don't, you know, live commission to commission um, in their later years, they have to get supplemental income and we're around as real estate agents being in the real estate industry. We're, we're um, we're on the front line of really investment opportunities. I mean, real estate investors contact us. They contact my agents to help them find deals. And so why don't you, you know, take advantage of those opportunities? <clears throat> the way I got started in real estate I was through investing. I was 17 years old. Um, I was thumbing through an encyclopedia the summer before my um, senior year in high school. And I, I came up against this quote that I read over and over and over again. Um, the quote was by uh, this gentleman by the name of Andrew Carnegie. And it said, 90% of all millionaires become so through investing in real estate. And so for me at 17 years old, that was an epiphany moment for me. It was a moment that I've, I've never forgotten. And at that moment, I said, after reading that quote, that one day I'm gonna get into real estate, uh, but not only am I gonna get into real estate, I'm gonna be a real estate investor. And so um, finished high school, probably around my um, junior year of college, I was up late one night, and a lot of you guys have heard this story. And um, a late night infomercial came on. It was this gentleman by the name of Carlton Sheets. And he was selling real estate investment um, programs, books, tapes, uh, things like that, cassette tapes back then. This was, in the, um, this was in the 80s. And I didn't have the money to buy, so I borrowed the money. I bought his stuff. Um, I waited. Um, for his stuff to come in the mail, got his stuff. I listened to the tapes. Um, I read the books from cover to cover. And um, a year out of college, I got the courage to buy my first property. Um, I looked in the uh, Washington Post. Um, there was a, there was an article. Uh, it was an, a classified ad about a condo in Dupont Circle, and they were they were actually offering creative financing, owner financing. So I went. Uh, Red Carlton Sheets uh, book one more time and I made an offer and they took it. And that was my first investment property. I was 23 years old. My goal at that time was to buy one property a year. And I did that buy and hold property. So I was a young landlord um, just getting started. Um, I was working in IT. My, my degrees in computer science. I was working in IT. Good, good afternoon, everybody. Um, and I, you know, I was really getting into real estate and I loved real estate investing. 
I had about five properties in five years. I had five buy and hold properties all in DC, really accruing a lot of um, equity, giving me great cash flow. But the agents um, that I was working with, the real estate agents, I wasn't an agent at the time, the real estate agents that I was working with, they were just moving too slow for me. And so I said, well, let me just go ahead and get my real estate license with really no intentions on ever selling real estate. Um, but I got my license. I just wanted to have access to the MLS. Um, I wanted to learn how to write my own contracts. And so that's what I did. But then, you know, people started saying, well, well Greg, I, I understand you have a real estate license. Um, can you sell me a house? And I said, yes, let me make some supplemental income while I'm investing in real estate, while I'm working, you know, as a, pro a computer programmer. And so that's how I got started, got real good at um, selling real estate, quit my job, and I haven't looked back. And I've been investing ever since. And so um, I, I've done, I started off doing traditional real estate, um, listing houses, selling houses, you know, investing in my own portfolio. And then um, a, a, um, a young couple actually contacted me and they asked me to um, find them an investment property in Capitol Heights, Maryland. And so I did. I did. I did all the investigation. I looked on the MLS. I put all the numbers together for them. I made sure I, I did the formulas for them. I made sure that they were getting a good deal. The house, I remember vividly, the house cost $50,000. Um, we negotiated down a little more. I helped them negotiate. I um, helped them with get the financing through hard money, a hard money lender. I helped them with everything. We wrote the contract, got the contract ratified, closed on the deal. On that, let's just say it was $50,000, I made $1,500. My commission was 3%, I made $1,500. They renovated the property, um, didn't even give me the relist. So I didn't relist the property. I later found out that they renovated the property, sold the property. They made $60,000 on that property I did all the legwork for them, found the property, did all the numbers, did everything for them. And they walked away with 60,000. I walked away with 1,500. And so for me at that time, that was an epiphany moment for me. At that time, I said to myself, if ever I help anybody else with a property, it's gonna be for myself. I'm going to be the investor. Um, all these opportunities that come my way, I'm going to take advantage of them. It was another epiphany moment for me. And so I just started flipping properties at that time. I had been buying and holding properties. I started flipping properties all alongside of um, selling properties. Here's what you've got to know, especially the real estate agents. And this is a brutal fact that you will never, ever become wealthy just listing and selling real estate. Never, never, ever. You have to also invest in real estate. You've got to be a real estate investor. Again, and I'll say this a few times, as real estate agents, we're on the front line of the opportunities. Um, I got a call uh, Saturday. I think it was Saturday. I got a call Saturday um, from actually one of my old agents she wanted to list her property 
And she said, Greg, what, what should I list the property for? Um, I want to list it for this amount. It was, it was 140,000. I'm, I'm really, I'm willing to sell the property for 140,000. Um, I said, well, let me take a look at it. I took a look at it that what we call the after repair value. Once the house is fixed up, it's, there's two, it's 280,000. She wanted to sell for 140. I said, I'll, I'll give you 145 as an investor. You don't even have to put the property on the market, spend money on commissions. I can close in two weeks. We're signing a deal today. We're signing a contract today, but it was only because I've got that mindset of investing. I've got that mindset of building generational wealth. And that's what you're going to have to do. You've got to learn. And I'm going to go over today um, in this short period of time that I have you guys, um, the mindset that you need to have and the education. But I've kind of trained myself over the years to be able to um, analyze different opportunities um, so that I can build wealth. And instead of building wealth for other people, I can build wealth for me and my family. Um, I often say that, look, guys, we've got to build generational wealth. <clears throat> We've got to build a legacy for our family. It takes one person, just takes one person in that family to make that sacrifice. That sacrifice meaning to take a little bit of risk, to get educated, um, but then to learn how to build wealth. For me and my family, it's me. It, it's me. I'm the chosen one. I've taken it on myself. I put it on my shoulders. I'm the chosen one. I want you to be the chosen one for your family. Most of us you know, we're not born with a silver spoon in our mouths. Uh, most of us are born with humble beginnings, but that doesn't mean that we've got to stay in those situations. As a real estate agent, we have access, sky's the limit. You can get into flipping properties, buying and holding properties and wholesaling properties. And I'll go through those strategies in a minute, um, but we've got to educate ourselves. <clears throat> I, I have a... Um, there's an agent friend of mine. He's actually a broker in Tennessee and he owns a brokerage. He has a team. He owns a brokerage, one of the top brokerages um, in the country. But guess what else he does to supplement that? He's a builder. He builds houses. He buys land and he builds houses as another stream of income. He's a real estate investor. I've got an investor, agent investor, um, that is in my brokerage. He's the number one flipper. He buys properties, fixes them up, and sells them. He's number one in Washington, D.C. area. He's not, he's not happy with just his real estate commissions, you guys. He wants to also get, he knows that there's a bigger pot of gold um, investing. And so he only invests now where... If he can't make a million dollars on a flip, he doesn't buy the property. He wants to actually buy the property. He's built himself up through credit, through past experience, through education, um, through lines of credit. Um, he's built himself up where he can buy for a million and sell for 2.5 or 3 million, primarily in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, if he can't make a million now, um, he doesn't buy. And guess what? He turns down business. He's branded himself um, such that he's getting a lot of deals, <clears throat> primarily from real estate agents, and he's flipping properties. Um, 
And so he's kind of shifted his business to um, at one time he was doing one or two flips a year and selling, you know, maybe 30 or 40 houses a year. And so now it's, it's all it's, you know, he's selling as an agent one or two houses and he's flipping. He's probably flipping around 50 properties. And so you just do the math. He's selling. Um, he's flipping about. He's got like four crews, and he's flipping about four properties. That's not the norm, but like that's doable. Like that's that's very doable. The average flip in our area is about hundred thousand dollars. And so, as a real estate agent, if you could just get one flip for most of you guys, you'll you'll equal what you do in a full year, selling 10, 15 houses. Flip one house. Flip two houses. That's all you have to do. And you've, you've got to learn how to do that. On the flip side of that, I've, I've seen agents, <clears throat> really good agents, who've made great living, six-figure um, living for the last 10, 15 years, but didn't choose to also invest, that are now kicking themselves, that are now trying to supplement their income. I, I know one that's actually driving for Uber where she used to be the number one um, real estate um, agent in our area, but just only focused on that one income. Look, you guys, in order to build wealth, you've got to have multiple streams of income. The wealthy, they don't even have one or two. They've got three or four or five different streams of income. And that's what you need. And that's what real estate um, affords you. You, get, you should have a stream of income through um, listing and selling real estate, your commissions, a stream of income through um, buying and holding real estate, cash flow, equity and appreciation. You can wholesale real estate. You can flip real estate. Some are so a couple of my agents are actually property managers. There's a number diff of different streams of income that you can have um, with your real estate license. And it was the reason why I got my real estate license to have those different streams of income. I, I talked to a, a brand new agent yesterday. Uh, we were recruiting her to join our brokers, brand new, just got a license. And she said, you know, my job, my full-time job, I've got like three or four years and I, I can retire. I can get a pension. I said, no problem. That's a stream of income. It's what we call active income. Uh, where you get paid for the work that you do, um, as opposed to passive income, where you do the work one time, and you get paid over and over and over again, keep that job. But now let's sell real estate. That's another stream of income with your commissions. And then we're going to teach you how to also invest in real estate. That's a third stream of income. You need more than just one because the cost of living is going to go up. That retirement that you're getting from the government is not going to be enough um, um, for your life. You need other streams. And she knows that she joined our brokerage actually this morning and she's going to start making commissions. She's going to start investing. And as a real estate agent, and I see real estate agents all the time, it just baffles me why you're in real estate, but you're not investing in real estate. You're happy, and, and there's no problems with this, but you're happy with the income that you're making. Let's not be happy. Like we, we have opportunity here. Let's take advantage of it. Let's let's take full advantage of it. Let's not be like the real estate agents that we see 
that are making a good living selling real estate, but there's going to be a certain time. And it happened for me. I never thought it would happen to me. I actually started selling heavily in my 30s, early 30s. Um, in my 50s now, I don't have the same energy that I had when I was hustling back then. Um, not bragging, but in the early 2000s, I was the number one agent in, in our area. I had built a big team and I was the number one agent. Um, later bought a, a franchise. And then 10 years after that, in 2017, um, got out of the franchise model um, to start my own business, Bennett Realty Solutions. But I did that to work smarter, not harder, always trying to scale up. Um, always trying to establish other streams of income. And that's what you guys have to do. The income that you have to establish, in my opinion, is long-term wealth. Um, real estate, selling real estate is not long-term wealth. Like you have to establish long-term wealth for retirement, for um, building generational wealth, long-term, buy and hold. Whether you're buying and holding, um, residential properties, multifamily, commercial, lots of people are getting into Airbnb. You want to establish long-term wealth as a real estate agent. Here, here's the brutal truth again, you guys. As a real estate agent, as an independent contractor, um, you get a 1099 at the end of the year. There's no pension for you. There's no retirement plan for you. There's no 401k, there's no thrift savings plan, nothing. Real estate agents have to establish those things, retirement plans on their own, like any other independent contractor. Sadly, most do not. Sadly, most do not. We have the rare opportunity to be educated on how to do that. And I'll, I'll get into uh, retirement. But we want to use what we have, our commodity. Our commodity is real estate. Let's get educated. Let's use that to establish a retirement. That, what, the reason why you're working now, and a lot of you guys are working really hard so that five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you won't have to work so hard. If you do the right things now, invest your money and let your money work for you, utilize real estate. Look, you guys, it's never too late. No, number one thing is <clears throat> um, you've got to change your mindset. You've got to think growth. Like, how can I grow? How can I scale my business? You scale your business by investing in real estate. Um, I want you to think opportunity. We're on the front lines again of opportunity. Let's take advantage of opportunities. Let's recognize the opportunity. And let's let's like really think about wealth. Like, how, how can we become wealthy. You're not going to become wealthy just selling real estate. You also have to invest. And so invest, invest, invest. Think about investing. Um, when we think about investing, one thing that I want you guys to think about is um, your credit. As a real estate agent, think about your credit. Fix your credit. Now, the good thing about real estate investing is you don't have to have perfect credit to get started investing. There's a thing called wholesaling where you can find a property. It could even be a listing. And I'll be careful on, on how I, I frame this, 
But even even one of your listings, as long as you disclose to, to your seller, you can actually buy that listing. You've got to disclose that you're a real estate agent. You've got to disclose in writing. But as long as you disclose and they're OK with it, you can buy that property. You can wholesale that property. You can fix and flip that property. You can buy and hold that property. But what I want you to do, and it's not talked about in brokerages, is you've got to fix your credit. You want to get at least to a 680 credit score. 760 is, is kind of the gold standard. You're in that great credit score area starting at um, 760. But 680, you can get a hard money lender absolutely will, um, will lend to you. Um, a community bank will absolutely lend to you. Um, you often hear about you don't need to have perfect credit to start investing in real estate. And you don't. You don't. You can start wholesaling. But eventually you're going to need that. You're going to need credit to buy and hold. I want you to buy and hold. Let me say this while I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> my goal for you, my goal for you is to buy and hold at least one property a year. If you're taking notes, write it down, write it down. My goal for you is to buy and hold at least one property a year, the buy and hold strategy. That's going to give you the cash flow that you're going to need to retire financially free. That's going to give you the cash flow to start that process of building generational wealth. But then more importantly, that's going to give you the equity um, through appreciation to, to go from, you know, kind of where you are to really having a net worth of being, you know, a millionaire. And so honestly, many, many years ago, that was my goal. My goal was coming out of college, like everyone's goal. I want to make a hundred thousand um, and I want to be a millionaire, not even really knowing or, or even understanding what a millionaire was and how to be a millionaire and how to have a net worth of a millionaire. It wasn't until I really started getting into real estate and and um, investing in real estate really as a real estate agent that I, that I understood and I understood um, how how easy it is and I, I want to say it's easy obviously it's not easy because everybody would be a millionaire if it was easy but just just take this one example for for, for a second you you buy a property as I I have done. And let's say it's in an area where you're getting high appreciation, 10%, 20% appreciation. And, and, and we've experienced that here in our area um, a couple of times over the last 20, 25 years, 20% appreciation. We're getting that now, actually. I don't know how long it's going to last because, you know, because of the pandemic. But if, if you have a property, let's say, for example, I just bought a property uh, about two or three years ago in the Deanwood section of Washington, D.C. for 200000 Now, all I've simply done was fix the property up, rented it out to a voucher holder, Section 8, getting about $1,000 a month in positive cash flow. But more importantly, you guys, I ran the comps about a week or two ago. I owed 200000 probably a little less than that. The comps for this row house, three-bedroom, three-bath um, row house, $550,000. I have three, I have $350,000 in equity in that one property. And probably by the, by this time next year, it'll be worth 
about 600,000, the way that area is appreciating. And, you know, my mortgage balance is going to go down because I'm paying this a little more on the principal. And so on that one property, I'm probably in another, let's just say 18 months, I'm going to have um, $400,000 in equity on that one property. I have another property in Annapolis where I've got about 400,000 in equity. That's 800. And then I've got, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 properties in, in Baltimore where I probably already have a million dollars in equity in those properties. But here's the thing, you buy a property one time, you buy in the right area and through um, uh, principal buy down, paying a little extra on the principal and then, and then through appreciation, your net worth grows. It just grows. When, when I go to fill out a personal financial statement to get a line of credit, I'm putting all of my properties um, on that personal financial statement, including, get this, you guys, including that house that I live in, including that. As a real estate agent, um, you've got to own a house. That's how you begin the process of building wealth. But on my personal financial statement, I put my house on there. And the reason I put my house on there is because right now, I probably the house that I live in, I probably have about at least a half a million dollars in equity. The banks look at that. They look at that equity and all your rental properties, the house that you live in. That's why, you know, it always baffles me when people say that the house that you live in is not an asset. It is an asset. You can borrow against the equity. You can use the equity on your personal financial statement to get, you know, a few million dollars in, in lines of credit. Um, but you you want to do that. And that's what real estate investing does for you. It doesn't take a lot of property purchased in the right area for you to build your net worth. And so what can you do with your net worth? You can borrow against it. But at the end of the day, let, let's say that you want to retire Part of your um, exit strategy can be to sell off some of your assets and take that, take a lot, some of money and use that for retirement. Maybe put that into um, a dividend stock that's going to pay you every year or, you know, or if you don't feel like, um, you know, toilets, tenants or termites, um, buy and holding. Um, but it gives you options as, as real estate agents. Again, as real estate agent, you have no options for retirement. You have to do some of these things. All right. <clears throat> um, so you want to strengthen your financial situation. Um, and then you want to kind of develop that education. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about another one of my agents who just does a, a, a great job with credit, with lines of credit. He knows how to play the game. Um, solo 401k, look, look that up. But solo 401k is a retirement strategy that will allow you to take the money out of your 401k and at no penalty and invest it in an asset like um, like real estate. And then all the capital gain that you just um, that 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 you have through, through, let's say, flipping a property, you bring that whole capital gain back into your solo 401k um, tax deferred. And so you pay the capital gain taxes you know, at a much later date, hopefully when you're in a, you know, in retirement, when you're in a lower tax bracket. Um, so let, let's get back to agent investor. 
And so as an agent investor, a real estate agent, in, in my opinion, is um, is defined as, as one that owns their job. And so you're not an employee where you're overworking underpaid. Um, you own your job, which means you get paid for the work that you do. If you go on vacation or if you get sick um, or if you stop working, you don't get paid anymore. And so I, I think about Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant, where he has um, on the left hand side of the quadrant E for employee, and then right under that is S for self-employed. That's the right hand side, the right hand side of um, the quadrant. Look up um, cash flow quadrant by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. As a real estate agent, you don't want to be on that left hand side of the quadrant. Um, as an agent, you're, you're self-employed. Um, you don't work, you don't get paid. Better than being an employee, but really you're a glorified employee. You're an employee unto yourself. You want to be on the right-hand side of the quadrant where there's two ways, you guys. There's only two ways to become wealthy. Only two ways. Those two ways are building a business where you've got employees that work for you, you're leveraging your ideas and your business through other people. Um, that's one way to become wealthy. But then the other way is the I on the right-hand quadrant. That's investing. You want to be an investor. And so 95% of all the wealth is, is um, in the country is owned by real estate investors, investors. So you want to be on that right-hand side of the quadrant. Nothing wrong with being on the left-hand side. I started off on the left-hand side as an employee. Then I did move to being self-employed, but then I started my own real estate business, all the while investing, all the while I was on the right-hand side investing. And as a real estate um, agent, that's what you want, where you want to be on that right-hand side and really focus on um, investing. And so a real estate agent is listing and selling real estate working with buyers and sellers a real estate investor they're investing in real estate they're getting a return on their efforts a return on their investments that's what a real estate investment i mean investor is for you you want to merge the two and there's nothing better than being able to merge the two now you got two streams of income now you're doing everything you can to work hard for your buyers and sellers but at the same time, you're investing for your family. You're investing for your future. You're investing so that you don't have to sell real estate for the rest of your life. You want to be an agent investor and merge the two. So many examples that I've seen at, at this point in my career um, from where I started. There's lots of um, agents that didn't invest that just, you know, unfortunately aren't doing well now. Um, physically, they're not doing well. There's, there's a there's a um, there's a company that I'm not that familiar with, but I love the name of their business. The name of their business is called Earn Your Leisure. Um, put in the comment section if you've heard of that company, Earn Your Leisure. Love that name. Love those guys um, because you've got to earn it. I see a lot of um, agents having lots of leisure, but they haven't earned it. Like I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll see them having leisure. And I know that they're living paycheck to paycheck. I know that they're living commission to commission. What we want to do is we want to invest. 
And then from our cash flow, now we've earned our leisure. Let's take part of our cash flow and then let's have leisure. Let's retire early. Let's buy, you know, nice things for ourselves. Let's do nice things. Um, let's do nice things for ourselves and our family from the cash, from our passive income, from the cash flow. Um, let's earn it. Let's earn our leisure. And let's stop living from commission to commission. Let's focus on building generational wealth and retiring financially free. Look, real estate agents. And so one thing I want to mention is um, many of you who will watch this are not real estate um, agents, but you want to be a real estate investor. You don't have to be a real estate agent in order to be a real estate investor, but I highly recommend it. And it's and it's for the reason I even got into real estate is because my real estate agents were moving too slow for me. I want to control my destiny. So I got my real estate license to be a better real estate agent and to have better access. As a real estate agent investor, um, we're going to market the same way. And I'll go over marketing. But you're going to find um, opportunities that the numbers just simply aren't going to work as a real estate um investor now you put on your um, agent hat the motivated seller still wants to sell the house if you have a if you have a license now you can go make a now you can list the property and make a commission like that's one of the reasons why you get your license as a real estate investor get your license so that most of the opportunities you guys most of the opportunities it's a numbers game most of your opportunities as a real estate investor, the numbers aren't going to work. They still want to sell their property. Get your real estate license. No shame in making $7,000, $8,000, $9,000, $10,000 in commissions. My, my agents make on average about $10,000 in, in commissions on one side of the deal. Both sides, you know, you make $20,000. No shame in that. That's a wholesale fee. So my recommendation you don't have to have a real estate license to be a real estate investor. My recommendation is to get your real estate license. And that's, that's why I got my real estate license. Um, let's talk strategy. Um, generally, as a, as a real estate investor, real estate agents, pay attention to this. As an investor, there's two strategies. One is a, a, is a buy and hold strategy where you're buying and holding for cash flow, equity and appreciation. We should all do that. We should all get one a year. The other strategy is buying for cash strategy. We're, we're um, investing for cash, flipping properties. We flip properties for cash, wholesaling properties. We're wholesaling money. We're wholesaling deals <clears throat> for cash. Um, as an agent investor, I want you to combine the two strategies on top of your commissions. Combine the two strategies so that one, one of my investors, one of my agent investors, <clears throat> here's what he does. He wholesales real estate at a high level, wholesales real estate, takes the cash, and then he goes and buys a property. For every two wholesale deals, he's going to buy and hold a property. That's a strategy along while he's listing and selling real estate. He's got the best of all worlds. He's taking the cash strategy, getting the cash, and he's not getting the cash and 
enjoying leisure. He's not getting the cash and buying fancy cars. Um, as a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. What he's doing is getting that cash and he's investing that cash. Take some of the commissions. And so what I did was when I was selling real estate at a high level, I would take, I would just, I wasn't wholesaling. I was just taking my commissions and I would take some of my commissions and buy and hold real estate or take some of my commissions and flip real estate. And th so that's what you have to do. Those are the strategies, buying and holding, um, fixing and flipping and wholesaling real estate. I'm not going to take a deep dive um, in those areas for now. That, that's not what this is about. But those are basically your strategies as a real estate agent. You've got to learn the strategies. Like you've got to learn the strategies. How, how do you learn? How do you learn? Education is the key. You've got to educate yourself. In order to be an agent investor, you guys, you have to educate yourself. And so looking at um, podcasts like this one, going or Facebook Live, um, mastermind, joining masterminds, going to meetups, um, joining RIA groups or going to RIAs, uh, they're starting to open up. I have a meetup and the first week of the first, I think it's either the first Monday or the first Saturday of, of next month. We're going back. We haven't been um, um, we haven't done it in 18 months since the pandemic, but um, we're going to have our first one. Uh, uh, the first I think it's either the first Saturday or first Monday. You've got to come out and network with the people and learn um, having a coach, having a mentor, reading books. Those are the best ways of getting educated. And then you guys, you've got to be like me. You've got to educate yourself. You've got to spend money on education like that. That's what I did. You know, later on, I did that. But initially I bought Carlton Sheet stuff. I didn't have the money. I was in college, bought his stuff. You've got to pay to get educated. Like I will challenge anybody in a conversation on um, what's more. And I have a college degree, but what's more valuable, um, a college degree versus getting a real estate license, um, joining masterminds. Um, um, paying for a coach, um, having a mentor, what, what, which, which one is more valuable? And I will argue all night long that getting your real estate license, which in most cases is what two hundred dollars, um, as opposed to two hundred thousand dollars getting your degree, but just having a, a focus on real estate, and then joining a mastermind, having a coach, having a mentor. That's more valuable than a college degree. I'll, I'll argue that all day long, even though I've done, you know, I've done both. But you got to get educated. You've got you have to get educated and you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to join. You've got to get um, accountability partners. And so in my in my coaching program, we, we give you an accountability partner. We give you a platform of resources. You've got to get the resources, tools and support. You've got to get a good coach that's going to hold your hand as an agent investor. Look, you guys, as I said earlier, you're going to run tired of listing and selling real estate. It's like it's going to get old. It's going to get tired. And for some like me, you're going to need new challenges. Real estate investing is the key. Um, one thing that I want to say, and, I, and I've said it already, as an agent investor, you guys, as an agent investors, um, if you're taking notes, write these three words down as an agent investor. 
disclose, disclose, disclose. Whenever you're writing a contract and we have investor contracts, um, or if you want to use the, you know, the board approved contract, whenever you're talking to um, a motivated seller, whether it's a probate deal, whether um, it's a pre foreclosure, you've got to let them know that you're a real estate agent. You've got to disclose and you have to disclose in writing. Every contract, our, it's a boilerplate in our contracts um, that you can check whether you're a real estate agent or not. You want to protect yourself. You want to make sure that you disclose that you're a real estate agent and that you're a real estate, um, you're, that you're an agent investor. Um, when you're talking to motivated sellers, especially in the state of Maryland, especially if they're in pre foreclosures, you've got to let them know what your initial intent is. And so there's something called PIFA laws in the state of Maryland, where as a real estate agent, you can't go, you can't, you can't, if you know that their house is getting ready to go to pre foreclosure, getting ready to go to foreclosure and you approach them as a real estate agent, but then you try to strip them of their um, equity and not sell the house, then you can you can actually um, go to jail for that. That's against what's called PIFA. Um, but as a real estate agent, if you disclose that you're a real estate agent, but you tell them in the first conversation that I'm also an investor, and I want to buy your house as an investor, then you're fine. Then your, your intentions are pure. You're not trying to trick anybody. And that's only in the state of Maryland. That's not a federal law. But I, I thought I would mention that. Asian investor in terms of marketing. Um, as an Asian investor, we market the same way as a traditional agent. And so um, we're branding ourselves. Um, and so here's what I did. I always market myself um, for listings. So if you're taking notes, write that down. You're a listing agent. And so you're a listing agent for a lot of reasons. Number one, you have the opportunity to get both sides of the deal, 6% commission. Number two, you're spending less time, um, less than half of the time with the seller than you are with the buyer. So you know it's just better with your time. But more importantly, as an agent investor, listings also can be investment opportunities. And so I would market in areas where I knew that would be make for good investment opportunities in, um, in neighborhoods that were older neighborhoods. Um, I love neighborhoods that are 50 to 100 years old. In Washington, D.C., you know, 100 years old is all day long. Uh, but in areas that are 50 to 100 year, um, years old, those type of neighborhoods, because you can buy low and sell high. I would market for listings in those areas, probably about 10 to 15 percent of the time, which is which is a high percentage. 10, 10 to 15 percent of the time that I would get a call, the numbers would work as an investor. So I would just simply say I'm a real estate agent, love to list your house. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to list the house. Um, because I'm marketing myself in that manner. <clears throat> but if I see if it's a listing, if it's a, um, an investor opportunity, I would simply say, well, look, I can have an investor purchase the property. You can sell the property as is. And if they said that's okay, I would just simply say, oh, by the way, I'm an investor too. I would be interested in purchasing your property. I had a, I had a property that I went to go list many years ago in Temple Hills, Maryland. 
she just wanted to unload the property, sell the property. She already had purchased the property in Virginia. She said, Mr. Bennett, I don't want anyone to look at my property. I'm selling the property as is. I want to sell the property to an investor because I don't want to do anything to the property. Um, I've got a lot of equity and I just want to get rid of the property. And I said, okay, that, that's fine. I said, well, I'm an investor. Are you okay with me buying a property? And she said, yes. And so I made her sign um, that she understood that I was an investor. I made her sign that she could contact an attorney to look over the paperwork if she wanted to. Um, I disclosed as many things that I could. Um, I made her sign that you could sell the property. Now, this is going overboard, but you could sell the property. I don't remember the numbers. Let's just say um, I put you could actually list the property for 150, but you're agreeing to sell it to me um, for 120 as as an investor. She signed all that. I want to make sure I covered myself. Um, and so that's what you can do. And that's that's the beauty, honestly, of being an agent investor that you've got access. You've got access to these opportunities as long as you market correctly. Number one, um, as long as you market in the right areas. And as long as you market for listings, those listings turn into wonderful, wonderful investment opportunities. Protect yourself and disclose. Um, what, one other thing I, I want to mention <clears throat> as far as being a real estate um, agent investor is building a big real estate team. Having a team plays a major role or, or having your own brokerage plays a whole role in being an agent investor because it, um, number one, it gives you time. Uh, you've got your team running and you're generating, you know, income um, from your team. A, a team is a business within a business. I highly recommend every agent out there to start leveraging yourself and building a team. My second year in real estate, I started a team. Um, to, to me, that's why you're in real estate, to build a team and to invest in real estate. And so building a team will also give you the income to buy and hold real estate. It'll give you that income. It'll give you opportunities from the team. A lot of the listings that I've had from my teams are good investment opportunities. A lot of, honestly, a lot of listings that I have from the brokerage itself, even now, are good investment opportunities. Um, for me. So building a team, building a brokerage as an agent investor, uh, being able to take advantage of opportunities is like really the key to, to your success. Um, but ultimately, you guys, and I'm starting to run out of time, um, ultimately, you want to build as an agent investor, you want to build a big business for yourself that includes real estate investing. Um, I didn't want to I didn't want to listen and sell real estate for the rest of my life. And so I initially built a team and then I bought a brokerage. That was my path. All the while investing and you know even now I'm really heavy 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 on a daily basis into investing partly because I want to build that legacy that most um you know don't don't experience. But then also for me, if I was to be brutally honest, I enjoy it. It's not work for me. It's fun. It's it's fun challenging myself. It's, it's fun setting these goals um, on how many units I can have. You know, I, I have one goal of um, having a thousand doors. 
And those that are in real estate investing know what that means. You know, a door is, let's say you have a 10 unit building, those are 10 doors. So I want to have a thousand doors or I want to have a hundred um, residential rental properties, whichever comes first. And so those kind of goals I love, it's not even for me, it's not even about the money. It's like playing real live Monopoly. And so I, I enjoy it. Um, but more importantly, you know, I just have, you know, one daughter. I, I, I really want to build a legacy for her and educate her so that she can educate, you know, my grandchildren and so on and so forth. You know, I really want to build generational wealth. And I feel like as a real estate agent, we have the opportunity to do so. It's probably less than 1% of all real estate agents are doing it. And so if you're a real estate agent, you have to do it. This is why you got into real estate. This is why you got your license. You got your license not to list and sell real estate. You, you got your license to become wealthy, to become filthy rich, to take advantage of all the opportunities that real estate and real estate investing has for you that's why you got your license. You didn't get your license to struggle. You didn't get your license to live commission to commission. You didn't get your license to deal with buyers who are who get buyer's remorse and, and change their mind. That's not why you got your license. You got your real estate license to have multiple streams of income, to be wealthy, <clears throat> and you have no excuse. There's resources out here so that you can become wealthy, you just got to take the first step. You got to say, I want it. You've got to change your mindset. Some, for some of you, you've got to change the people who you're hanging out with. Um, you've got to surround yourself with like-minded people. But look, you guys, there's podcasts. There's masterminds that you can join. There's coaches and mentors. There's books. There's me. I'm happy. I, I want to bless you so I can get my blessings as well. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. That's why you got your real estate license. We can't get our real estate license to be dealing with buyers and sellers for the rest of our lives and dealing with that drama. We got our real estate license. For some of you guys, you got your real estate license to earn your leisure. Love the name of that company. To earn your leisure. Let's have leisure. Let's have leisure off of our investments from our cash flow. Let's get the investments. You know, every so often, maybe every three or four months, six months, sometimes even a year, I get great satisfaction running the comps on my properties. This is personal to me, but I get great satisfaction look to, looking to see how much, you know, wealth I'm building through appreciation on my properties. And it just takes one and it just takes a mindset. And so the last thing I want to talk about, you guys, and I, and I know of, um, yeah, got a couple minutes here. And we so we talked about how you get started. You get started educating yourself. Um, but I think more importantly, you get you get started with that mindset. You get started with um, getting your finances. And so I want to talk a little just, just a couple minutes about that. The first thing with finances is credit. Like, let's get your credit up. We don't talk enough about credit. There's not enough discussion about credit, but I want you to get your credit score up and do whatever it takes. There's wonderful, wonderful companies out here that will help you get your credit score up. Um, inbox me, DM me, 
um, I can help you lead the way, but you got to get started. I, I remember I was at a convention. Um, I, I owned a, 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 a franchise. I, I was at a convention probably about five or six years from now. I had been recovering from the recession. Um, prior to the re recession, I had 800 credit scores. Going through the recession in years after the recession, it just it hit the recession just hit me hard. It just really hit me hard. Um, had to sell off some of my properties. Income, I say income was cut in half, but income was cut more than in half. I was recovering. Went to a convention, real estate convention. They they had some of them, there was a credit repair company that was at um, they had a booth there. They had vendors, had a booth, credit repair, read about the company. And I said to myself, when I get back, I'm going to spend the money. It wasn't even a lot of money. I think it was like maybe a hundred dollars a month to help them fix my credit so I can fully recover from this recession. Um, and at the time, let's say my credit score is probably around um, 500. After just six months, like my credit wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Six months, my credit score was in the 700s. And they had a program that was just automated, that they were just sending letters to creditors and fixing things. And it was all automated at that time. And, and I looked up six months later and I'm like, wow, like I should have did this, did this a long time ago. They disputed this and that. You guys can do the same thing because having a good credit score and just good, not great, but having a good credit score, you guys, gives you power. It gives, gives, it gives you um, the, the power to invest. It gives you the power to, when, when you guys are going to buy a house, even if you're living in it, they look at your credit score. They determine the interest rates by your credit score. Credit cards, and I'm not a big advocate for, credits, for um, credit cards, but credit cards, um, if you pay them on time, they boost your, your credit score. Um, but you can get the best credit cards. They just got a, um, a platinum um, American Express. A year ago, I got the black card. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you guys this. I got the black card from Navy Federal. Um, I think it's called their platinum card. Um, having your credit and having a, a good credit score, even a great credit score, changes things in your life. Now you begin the process of really being able to finance and, and build generational wealth. So we start off with getting the credit and then we learn about hard money lenders. Hard money lenders are lending money um, um, based on the worthiness um, of the property as opposed to a traditional lender. Um, they're lending based on you personally, your credit score, your income, your debt to income ratio, things like that. We use all that type of funding to buy and hold real estate. Community banks, a community bank, I would highly recommend community banks for financing. Um, I teach creative financing strategies um, so that you can actually buy properties. As I bought my first property, you can actually buy properties um, without even going out getting a loan. A lot of investors, I mentioned solo 401ks, a lot of investors are investing out of their re retirement, solo 401k. And then the last thing I want to mention as far as investing um, uh, and financing is the Burr method, where we're buying properties, 
one of one of my um, investors that I coach called me this morning. She she has um, she said, Greg, I've got an 800 credit score. I've been going to these banks. I want to buy and hold, but nobody will finance me. I can't get any financing. Here's what I told her to do. Find a property. Then get a hard money lender. Hard money lender is lending to you based on the merits of the property, not you. They are going to look at your credit score, but they're they're lending based on the merits of the property. We help you find a property. You get a hard money lender to lend you the money. Then you renovate the property. You rent the property. And then now, since you've rented the property, when you go to refinance, there's so many. Um, and, and I have one in-house. There's so many companies that will do a no doc loan. All you're doing is showing a 680 credit score and they will finance you. And a traditional lender, like our in-house lender, will finance you now based on the property, based on your rental income. You've rented the property out. They they lend to you based on that. Look, you guys, and that's and then you repeat the process. You refinance, pay back the hard money lender, pay back yourself if you have to, pay back a private lender. Now you own this property. And in the end, you have none of your own money in this property. Now you have a rental property. There's no excuses, you guys. That's the Burr method, B-R-R-R-R. Google it, the Burr method, look that up. There's no excuse not to be able to buy a property. I teach that all day long. Look, agent investors, the time is now. Like, let's go. The time is now. Um, I do want you to service your buyers and sellers. It's a stream of income. Do that. But I want you to keep your eye on investment opportunities. Let's be wealthy. You will not become wealthy just selling real estate. You've got to invest. You've got to learn. I've taught you how to learn. Um, DM me. Go to my Instagram. Join my tribe um, or join somebody else's. Wh wh wherever that is, whatever that looks like, um, real estate agents, let's go. Like I'm, I'm tired of seeing real estate agents work their entire lives, entrepreneurs and you know in general, and have a great like living, but at the end of the day, have nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing to show for it. If you only, if you only buy just one property a year, one, I will help you do that. Just one property a year, your, your life changes. Your your children's life changes. Your children's children's life changes one property a year. I want your goal to be higher than that, but one a year. But also, you guys, I look around me and I see, oh, okay, that one of my agents is killing it. Another one of my agents is killing it. I say in my mind, it's like they can retire right now. They're killing it. You know, I've got one of my agents making over $20,000 a month and passive income during the during the height of the recession a year ago i called him i said how are things going you all right he said man i'm chilling government just dumped twenty one thousand dollars into my account for my section 810 so i'm good how are you <laughs> how are you doing and <laughs> is what he said and so let's go you guys let's do it you can do it no excuses get the help i'm here to help there's other mentors coaches let's go all right, you guys, take care.
hopefully, hopefully this um, this live, this podcast motivated you and inspired you. But let's do it, you guys. You can do it. No excuses. You got your real estate license to become filthy rich. Let's go. Take care. God bless. Talk to you soon.